Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today we have Wilney Gifaro with Equity of Texas, and he flew in from Houston. Talk about the lessons he learned from scaling to resetting to only 175,000 last month. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, I'm Steve Trang, founder of the Offer Fast Homes app, the only MLS for off-market wholesale properties, and I'm on a mission to create 100 millionaires. I've had many of you guys reach out to me about our sales training, uh, but for a lot of you, our sales training is uh, too pricey, which I understand. So uh, for those of you that are tight on your budget, I created something just for you. If you're interested in checking that out, please text CLOSER to 33777, C-L-O-S-E-R to 33777 to find out more. If you get value today, please tag a friend below or share this episode right now. That way we can all grow together. And this is a live show, so please ask your questions for Will Need to Answer. You ready? Yes, sir. Let's do All it. right. Cool. So first question is always simple is what got you into real estate? What got me into real estate? Um, I think just the um, just the ambition of wanting to make more money. Honestly, everybody wants to make more money, right? Yeah. So like when I was um, when uh, when I was younger, uh, I think I was like around 17, 18 when I started really, you know, looking into real estate and um I was like, man, I'm done. I'm done with this. Um, you know, everybody's throwing college at me. Everybody's because, you, you know, at 17, 18, you're in a very uh, sensitive place where, you know, um, you got to choose career path. So I wasn't really liking it, man. Um, everybody was throwing me the college route, but I said, forget it. Um, I started doing wholesaling. You know, I did my first wholesale deal when I was 18. Soon really? As I dropped out of, as soon as I got out of high school. So you were in high school? Yeah. What year was this? 2015. 2015. Yeah. Man, you're young. Okay. Yeah. So you're 2015, you're getting ready to graduate high school. Everyone's asking where to go, what do you want to do? And you're like, this isn't for me. Did you even go to college? No, no college. Okay. No college at all. So you went straight out of high school? Straight out of high school, started just looking into the wholesaling stuff. But, you know, I, I got my first wholesale deal like in the a month, like a couple of days after I graduated, but I didn't get any deals for like a whole nother year. Really? No, like a whole nother nine months. So, yeah. what was it that real estate caught, like, you know, jumped out of you? Because a lot of guys, you know, even in high school, if you're dreaming about, you know, being an entrepreneur, right? it's not necessarily real estate that jumps out at you. So, what was it about real estate that really caught your eye? I guess the freedom, you know, the freedom of, um, of really moving around how you want to move, you know. Um, everybody wants the freedom, you know. Uh, that's pretty much... And the money. I mean, that's honestly, man, it's just the freedom and the money. I mean, I, I didn't want to go in, go in and clock in and clock out regular yeah. nine to five every, you know, who, nobody wants to do that. Um, and that's pretty much it. And really, really creating this empire is pretty much. Was there an inspiration, someone that you saw, an infomercial? I did. It's like YouTube I, saw, I, I saw Sean Terry. Sean Terry. I did. Yeah. Sean Terry was the first guy that that I really that really caught my eye. I just saw this, you know, this guy on YouTube ads, he's like coming up every time and I'm and he's showing these big ten twenty thousand dollar checks and I'm like, God damn, that's yeah. real? Is that real? So uh I guess it is real, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean um he was uh he was the main you So know. you saw that YouTube ad and then like yeah. what? You're like, I gotta go chase this. What did what were you, what what did you do after that? After that, I mean at that at that moment I was um uh, I was I was working a I was working as a busser. I was working as a busser at, at a restaurant and um you know I was uh I I would on my on my breaks I would just read that book cuz he had a I think it's called how to 
how to close a deal in 19 weeks or less mm-hmm. or how to quit your job in 19 weeks or less or something like that yeah and um i yeah i would uh i would literally on my break literally just make calls on zillow read the book and um and for that reason i mean i got fired from every single job that i've ever <laughs> i've ever had you know because <laughs> i would always use my break uh, my breaks to do that exactly to do that's exactly not a terrible that. thing to be trying to educate yourself right that, that's that's what i said i mean and these people you know but but it is what it is you know uh these yeah i mean uh it just wasn't meant to be i guess um you know <laughs> the whole what did your friends up, end, up, end up doing what was that what did your friends in high school end up doing um a lot of them are in college for a lot of different stuff you know because oh, yeah, they're still in college it's only been five years ago exactly it wasn't that long ago and um you know they're doing a lot of, you know, I got a lot of friends that, you know, they're in college doing regular, you know, uh, you know, not regular stuff, but, you know, they're normal stuff, normal. Yeah. Normal stuff that a 25, a 23 year old would be doing, you know, yeah. um, I got a lot of friends in the med- in the medicine field. Um, I got a lot of friends that, st- that are still in the streets, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and, you know, we got a, We got a small portion of us that are that are interested in the whole forex and the whole real estate and the entrepreneurship side so um but it wasn't that many i'll tell you that it wasn't so what was that conversation like you know uh, with your friends it's like because again like there's not a lot of people right there's you know, there's Jalen, there's right. alex there's a handful of guys there's right. willie right willie coleman but like there's not a lot of people that that take that leave from high school so what was that conversation like with your friends like i'm gonna go do this thing um so that conversation was kind of it was it was, it was tough. I mean, it was um, you know because we st- we actually I had a I had a small group of friends that we actually started doing this you know this business with, and um, and they just fell off. I, I started doing this like January two thousand fifteen. I graduated June, and they were on it. But afterwards, you know, and these are my only friends at that at that time. After it, they just fell off. They just didn't want to do it. It's too tough. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're getting rejected left and right. And after that, man, I mean, there was. Once you fall, once you fall off, man, it's, 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 it's done. Well, that's in my world. I mean, we're, I'm just not gonna, we're just not gonna hang. I mean, we got right. two different, we're on two different, um, you know, two different paths. Yeah, two different paths. And, um, but now, I mean, you know, we talk and everything uh, with everybody. But at that, I think one has to be ruthless at that. Uh, when you're really trying at that moment, you know, at the beginning phase. I mean, unfortunately, that's that's the truth. Yeah. So, what about your parents? How was that conversation with your parents? Like, I'm not going to college. <laughs> I'm going to chase this real estate thing. I'll tell you, my parents were probably the biggest critics. Yeah, my probably my biggest critics in um, in at the beginning. Um, but and you know, it's 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 I, and I guess it's tough for them to you know understand how are you going to make money without yeah. going to work? You know, because we come from I, you know we come from a. a my my parents are Honduran, so we come from a third world country. They're not used to this whole entrepreneurship side of mm-hmm. the, you know they're used to going clocking in, get a get a good paying job, not even go to college. I'm I, nobody has went to college. Well, except my you know my cousins. My cousins were the first ones to go to college, but yeah, they didn't. You know that's it wasn't on their what college and everything wasn't. Um, how do I say it? It wasn't a path that they forced me in, but it was a path that. They told me, yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, I mean, it was like, nah, I can't, you know, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to. And that's when I just moved out. I mean, 
So they were so so you were living with them, and then they basically you, you basically moved out because of the tension. Or? Because of the tension, because of the tension that I gotta go, I gotta go do this, I gotta go do that, and I'm sorry, I'm not having it. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. I just can't do it, and um, you know, um, and it was one of those things. That's when I'm you know moved down to Houston. I, I just like after I didn't get my deal. Oh, I mean, after I like, assumed you were in Houston. Where were you? Hmm? I was in Florida. Oh, that's right, South Florida. Yeah, I was in South Florida. So I graduated in South Florida in 2015. Got the first deal in June. I moved out by 2000, like January 2016 because I didn't see anything. So you were in happen. what part of Florida? Uh, Pompano Beach. Okay. Yeah. And what's the biggest city in that area? Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Okay, so you're yeah. over there. wasn't wasn't happening the way you wanted it to happen. No. And you went to Houston. Why Houston? Man, Houston is probably the the biggest <clears throat> one of the biggest cities. Uh, in the nation, you know, I think yeah. it's like number five or something like that. And you know, it was always something that, um, you know, I, I, I'm not sure how I looked in how how I got into Houston, but you know, I ended up, um, I ended up doing some type of research, and you know, we got there. Um, so I just drove my drove my stuff, you know, put everything I own my all my clothes in my backpack, put it stuff it in the car, let's drive out, let's head out. And yeah. um, but they didn't know where I was going. Um, they didn't know where I was going to sleep. I didn't have no family there, but. You know, it's one of those things. You gotta, um, I think you gotta put yourself into some serious, into some serious, you know, crazy tough positions in order to really grow. And yeah. you know, if you're a young guy at that point, like me, um, you know, you're not gonna, you don't really care if something happens. You know, if something, if it doesn't go as planned, you're still young. You still got time. You know, right. you still got time to figure things out. So, so let's talk about that first deal. Yeah, you said you yeah. did your first deal right after you graduated high school. Right after I graduated high school. What yeah. was that deal? That was a deal that came through uh, through through Craigslist. I just posted a few ads on Craigslist, and um, and one guy ended up calling me. He ended up calling me, saying, "Hey, I have a property for sale." And that was like probably the easiest deal I've ever done. Yeah, that was like crazy. I think it was like a three week process, and um, it was just off Craigslist. You know, uh, it, it was like a thirty five hundred dollar deal. Um, Not bad when you're eighteen. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I racked up like five thousand dollars in debt prior to that because I didn't want to work you know that ego the you know the ego is the worst enemy from trying to get this business off the ground or just in your own personal expenses no just trying to get it trying to get the biz trying well trying to get a wholesale deal everybody I kept getting fired yeah when you get when you kept getting fired you, you gotta borrow some type of money from somebody yeah. and I did it you know I was too busy I was too in my I was too in my zone like nah man this wholesale stuff man I gotta do this I can't I don't have time to work this and that so you know it didn't really cover that it didn't you know well, I, I, the reason why I'm asking this question, I think this is an important point <clears throat> that a lot of people miss is because you see the commercials, right? Like buy a house with no money down. Right. No money out of pocket. Right. They don't tell you it costs a lot of money to find those houses that you can buy. Exactly. With the money out of pocket. So you're in it for 5K out of your own dime before you even did your own first deal. Right, right. And then, you, and then if, after all that, you bought it from Craigslist, which is free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after that from Craigslist, man. And and and, and to be honest, the 5,000, it was just to to be honest, it was just to survive without a job. Yeah. I was not I was not making any type of income. I was like I got to make this wholesale stuff happen. I've racked up, you know, I'm borrowing, I'm maxing out my cards. I'm borrowing money left and right. I got to make this thing happen. And um that's when, yeah, I mean, um it, it didn't really make a difference, thirty five hundred dollars. But it, you know, it was a it was a good confidence booster. And after that, I mean, eight months after, that's when I got my you know another deal. So, so let's talk about that. So what was your next deal? The next deal, it was, it was actually in a part in a what was it? 
I believe it was in like like a small apartment complex. It was like a little seven unit uh, deal, mm-hmm. like a seven unit deal in uh, in Houston. Okay, so uh, how'd you find that deal? Driving around, I was just driving around, driving for <clears> dollars. <throat> I ended up, um, I ended up, you know, look, find, getting a mentor over there, um, you know, really helping him buy properties and whatnot, and you know, implementing his marketing strategies. And that's when you know, he was my he was my buyer. So I, you know, I was driving around. Boom! Gave find found him some properties and you know made a quick five thousand dollars, but <laughs> it doesn't you know it was uh and then after that that's when it became a lot more consistent you know. Um, so he was your mentor and buyer. So he was teaching you. He was teaching me how how to do this, how to deal with multifamily and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you didn't really quit or go all in full time until when? I didn't really. I didn't go full time. Full time. Well, I've been I've been full time for like three years. Um, but like the last year was like the 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 time that I really the year that I really got things like operational wise. You know, mm-hmm. really get things going as far as hiring a staff, hiring cold callers, putting systems in place, processes in place. Um, I would I would say like maybe two thousand two thousand sixteen two thousand no two thousand seventeen I was like still in and out of you know in and out of jobs and whatnot just trying to get my trying to get money in my it was pocket side hustle. but still doing but still doing wholesaling yeah I was still you know closing at least you know one deal every other month maybe one two deals here two two deals this month two deals last month one deal here and yeah. stuff like that very very scattered but I would I would still have my you know other I would still try to you know find work you know yeah. um but uh yeah okay so when you went all in you say you start you know hired cold callers last year's when you went, started really scaling right so let's talk about that um what, what was that process like in trying to scale your business because this message on this one right it's talking about scaling right and the resetting is like oh wait you know you kind of pull the the parachute like well hey that's not the way i want to go necessarily uh, right right so let's talk about the scaling part right so the scaling part, I mean, it all started with a uh, with an with an event mm-hmm. here in uh, Arizona. I um, you know earlier, I think I think like around February, January, I closed a massive deal. I think it was like forty thousand dollars, a forty thousand dollar deal, and I was like, all right, so now I got to really make this happen. Um, so I ended up investing in in a um, in a uh, I think it was like a three day boot camp or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's when you know we started actually putting the people in place and the systems in place to, you know, actually produce a bunch of leads. Uh, well, let's we, talk about that event. What was sure. that event? That was uh, All In. All In Momentum with uh, Carlos and Alex and Sal. Shout out to those guys. Those are Yeah, they're guys. good dudes, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, they, Carlos and Sal have been on the show twice. Alex has been on the show once before. Great dudes. So For sure. You went to Momentum. It helped you kind of... So you, you had a big deal. You went there, you said beginning of 18? Beginning of 2019. Beginning of 19. Yeah. And 19 was your first like huge year, right? right? And then just real quick for everyone that's listening, for putting in context, what what did you bring in last year? We brought in around, we started really scaling stuff, you know, hiring cold callers, hiring acquisition agents, mm-hmm. I'd say like around, around June. But as far as like, what did you bring and, home? And that's when we, you know, that's when we really started doing all that. And then I think we brought in maybe I ran around four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, four hundred thousand dollars that year. Okay, so let's talk about step one. Sure. 
What was your step one when you were scaling last year? I think it would probably be buying a lot of data and hiring a bunch of cold callers. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's literally that's literally the route that we took. And you're focused primarily in Houston or you're in multiple markets? We're in multiple markets right now. Okay. We're in um, But at that time last year. At that time last year, no, we we were just we were just in Houston. Only okay. in Houston. And I and I think I was my own I was my own acquisition agent from like February all the way up to like June and June is when I really started you know hiring people out mm -hmm. and getting more cold callers and everything so all right so, so you're doing everything on your own you're a solopreneur which is great I think a lot of people kind of over overlook that right like get to be solopreneur so you have an idea of course how to do what you're doing what you're telling exactly. other people to do yep and you can also you know tell when they're BSing you <laughs> right so you hire a bunch of acquisition guys what was that journey like well, the journey from hiring acquisition guys, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was something else. It was something new for sure. I mean, I would, um, first I, I mean, we started hiring the acquisition guys, I'd say like around June, July. And I think we started off with maybe two acquisition guys and then we ran it through the whole year. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was probably the third, the third acquisition guy. Cause I would still be doing deals. I mean, yeah. And, um, and and we had one dispo agent and well the acquisition side it was you know the it was it was fairly it was fairly quick to as far as like training people because i guess i mean i because i i messed up so much is like I, I mean i'm gonna teach you good you know and it was very fast you know yeah. honestly it was very it didn't take that long um i think um i take a lot of pride in that my all the mess ups that i've done in in in, in throughout this whole wholesale uh you know journey so that allowed me to really get train my guys up very very quick so you know we were i think with a team of three we were from from the moment that we got the office we we're pushing out maybe like 15 to like 12 contracts just contracts mm -hmm. closings a little bit you know uh less our contract rate wasn't wasn't the best but you know it was uh yeah, it wasn't bad at all. You know, we put them through a lot of uh, we put them through a lot of training the first week, so we go hard like the whole, the whole first week. Um, we have them go through John Martinez, the a whole bunch of I'm not gonna start promoting people, mm -hmm. but a whole bunch of training courses. And um, next week is you know we start making offers. Yeah, start making offers, and um, it wasn't bad. So you're saying that you wanted to teach them some of the mistakes that you were making. What were those mistakes? And you don't have to go through all of them. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> only an hour long episode. Right, right. But what were some of the major ones that you want to make sure your acquisition guys they're going through training? I think emotional up? intelligence, having knowing how to read people and how to actually talk with people. I yeah. think that's a, that plays a major factor in actually buying properties pennies on the dollar. Yeah. You know? So what are the takeaways or, you know, key things you're teaching them about emotional intelligence? Because you can go and tell someone, like, you need to be more emotionally intelligent, right? <laughs> yeah. But, like, what were some of the things that you were doing or, or, or lessons you were imparting on them to, to learn that? So, I guess one is, you know, really, uh, really picking up on little, little, uh, the little, the smallest details of when anybody says anything, how do mm. I, how can I explain it? It's, um, have you read uh you read uh never split the difference of course yeah so it's a lot of that a lot of a lot of you know a lot of labeling a lot of mirroring and that falls into place with emotional intelligence actually yeah. knowing how somebody's reacting to to what you say or you know not reacting to what you say i mean all of this plays a big factor in uh when you know you're you're dealing with people you know you got to know how to you got to know how to read people uh like that so yeah 
Okay, so your uh, emotional intelligence was the first thing. Is there another thing, another big thing that you were teaching these guys? Um, consistency, man. I, I'm a freaking, you know, I'm a, I'm a bull. Um, and you know, I that's literally the biggest thing right there, just consistency. You actually making, putting out the ten offers, ten, fifteen offers a day. So yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big numbers guy. So I just, we, we know that it's a numbers game. So I, we, we have a certain expectation where. We're supposed to hit at least 10, 15 offers a day. Mm-hmm. And um, that's probably the biggest, you know, the biggest, well, not the biggest thing, but it's just one of many. I don't, it's, it's kind of tough now that I'm on the spot like that, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it's, um, it's one of, it's one of, it, I think it's an important factor for yeah. sure in training uh, acquisition agents, uh, you know, being consistent and being, um, you know, knowing that this is a numbers game. You're not always going to want, you, you can make 10 offers, 15 15 offers nobody might accept any mm-hmm. um and then there's other people where you make five ten offers in them and you know one of them or two or three them. of them stick. exactly and two you never them. know exactly so i think um i think having that drive and the consistency is probably i think it's helped it's helped a lot of uh, a lot of the people that have worked with me yeah. uh, and and still do work with me right now um so i think that's probably the biggest thing i could um you know i, I shed light on them is uh doing that right there gotcha so you mentioned that you went on a, a bit of a hiring spree so you got some acquisition yeah. guys you got some cold callers yeah uh, so jj wants to know how many cold callers did you hire when uh when you went on that spree in, in back in the middle of last year middle of last year right because you started hiring in june you said i heard no i started yeah we started hiring in june yeah. yeah so we started off with like 10 cold callers okay so yeah. 10 cold callers in june 10 cold callers in june okay how was that it was crazy, man. I was I was drowning in leads. I was drowning in leads. I would have at least like seventy leads come into my come into my pipeline every I think like every two days or something like that. It's a lot. It's a lot. And um and you know, I I was still part of I was still part of the acquisition side. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind going in there and making it happen and whatnot. And um and encouraging the people right next to me to make it happen too. You know, mm-hmm. go out there, touch base with them, make the offer. Um but after you know after that it was like um that's when you know because i was still on the acquisition side um but after that i started hiring other other you know a transaction coordinator a disposition manager so i couldn't focus too much on the acquisition side and that's when things kind of went like eh, you know you you start really uh how do i say it it's not about the how many leads you get. It's how many you know you got to actually close these deals. Right. You know. So then I started really focusing on actual the training side of it more, um, the training the acquisition ages and getting that offer to contract ratio way down. Because um, I mean, if you're gonna ask me, I'm a, I'm a damn good salesman. I mean, yeah. you know. So uh, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it was pretty low at that time that I was involved. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty hectic, man. Um, at the end of the year, we that's when we had like a little bit of trouble, you know, with the current people that we have. So uh, and, you know, I we let go of a few and then we started hiring back in January mm-hmm. and um, we ended up hiring like maybe 10, 12 people. Wow. Yeah. And we put them on like a two month um you know, a two month training or something like that at two thousand dollars a month. Wow. Yeah. 
And um, that's when things, you know, I started really trying to, you know, figure this out, the balance between having a, a good amount of leads and having a good uh, solid team that can support those leads because there's no, there's no leads just sitting there is not going to do nothing. Yeah. You know, I, at one point I had like 300 leads just sitting in my system and I don't have no freaking offers going out. You know, and um, that, and and I think that's one of the reasons that I started like thinking like, man, if I hire more people, I'm gonna get more deals. But right. it's, it's not that. It's not. It, that's not the point at all. So let's you know? talk about that because one of the things that I think is kind of a buzzword in the industry has been for like the last 12, 24 months is scale, 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 scale. Right. right Everyone's talking about scaling. Yeah. <laughs> right. You did it. You scaled. Right. You don't seem to be in love with when what what came out of scaling. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> You're right. I mean, you know, it's it's something that I guess I, you know, I, I did I did get some mentorship, uh, but it's that wasn't something that covered it. You mm -hmm. know, I think I had to go through that. Um, you literally when scaling, you literally have to have a balance of leads with acquisition in-house agents, mm -hmm. because if you just have leads just sitting there, they're not going to do nothing in that band. And they're going to they're going to go look elsewhere. You know, they're going to go look elsewhere. And um, and there goes your money. You can't calculate. Yeah. Uh, cost of how what's the term you can't calculate loss of opportunity i think yeah yeah, yeah it's just a missed opportunity yeah missed opportunities yeah. you can't calculate that man so having a bunch of leads just sitting there it's not going to do nothing and that's when i that's when i started figuring you know realizing like damn what the hell am i doing yeah um so that's and and that's when i hired the 12 cold call i mean the 12 the 10 12 agents in house because i'm thinking like man i'm gonna plug these people in i'm gonna just sit them in a seat and um it's gonna take care of itself. We're gonna make yeah. deals happen, but no, that's not the case. That's Isn't it funny how that works though? Because we just think <laughs> if we could just throw more money at it, we can get more people. Because that's what they say, right? I right. mean, that's something I've even said before. Every, every business sells and marketing, and it becomes systems and people. Exactly. You just have to have the right people. Right. You just hired a bunch of people. <laughs> it didn't quite go the way you wanted it to go. No, at <laughs> so, all. So let's talk about uh, what lessons did you learn in that growth? Right. You hired a bunch of For cold sure. callers. And you hire a bunch of acquisitions. Between hiring a bunch of cold callers and acquisitions, which one was more challenging? Well, the uh, I would say the acquisition side because I mean, if they're going to be in house, is uh, it's going to be a lot much tougher because you got to deal, you know, you got to deal with them every day. And what's it called? You got to. I think the main lesson that I learned is that um, you got to find some quality, quality people, and you can't rush things. You yeah. can't rush to scale a business. I I personally think I was in a rush. Um. And that's not good. When anytime you do, if you do anything in a rush, it's not going to turn out good at all. So, um, so that and um, actually having processes in place. You know, nowadays at, at that point when I did hire those people, I would have them sit on, you know, sit on the payroll and sit in, you know, be there for two months and just say, you know, keep going, let's do it, this and that, and not have a good process in yeah, place. Yeah, salespeople on payroll, huh? Yeah, salespeople on payroll. Well, I mean, there were two uh, the two thousand sal two thousand a month salary. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't good idea at all at all <laughs> at all. It yeah. wasn't a good idea at all. Um, but we still we were still offering the commissions and whatnot. Yeah. But um, I think I think what I'm doing different now is that now I actually have a steps in place in order to get on my get on the phones because these leads are expensive. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So um, and at that point, I didn't. I didn't have that in place. Uh, you know, 
if you're going to do wholesale mentorship, if somebody's going to, you know, mentor you in wholesaling, they're probably going to teach you, you know, the wholesale side and how to put up the system. But sales managing is manage, management is like a whole different world. It's a completely different. It's world. a completely different world. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the hiring process? on bringing the acquisition guys a way that you wouldn't do it again that you wouldn't recommend anybody. What was that process? The process was literally just here's a bunch of videos on a Google Drive. Take a look at it. Um, let's get on the phones and you're just going to bring me anybody that's interested in making an offer and you're just going to sit right here next to me mm -hmm. and hear me make that offer. Um, but you know and it works for a lot of people you know was there a filtering process though to even sit next to will no there wasn't <laughs> and that's and that's the part where i think that's the part where things you know went left yeah because there's no filtering process i'm just literally plugging anybody in the seat how are you just, finding these guys like you weren't finding them at the bars <laughs> <laughs> no i was i was uh we were doing indeed craigslist and you know i'm hiring these people because you know they have sales salesperson there on their resume and whatnot and i'm like okay cool man you're a sales guy cool i'm a, you know let's do it yeah. I'm, I'm, i could teach you but nah man it's not um it's not as easy as it well as I, that looks i think part of it too though right i mean you said you're a salesperson right so you probably liked everyone that you hired i did yeah. i really did and you can't hire people that you like yeah man that's a <laughs> tough part right there <laughs> so for sure so you bring them in and you have the training for two months at 2k a month um, I mean, that, what, what was that? They would do, they would do two months, $2,000 a month. And afterwards it would be a 10% commission. So 4k times 10 people. Yeah. So 40 K you put out there to train these guys. Yeah. How many of them stuck around? I'd say two of them stuck around. Two of them stuck around. Two. Okay. Yeah. So that's not terrible. So you got two yeah. good people out of it. Oh yeah. Okay. So moving forward. What is the hiring process to work with Will? So now the hiring process is more, um, we we put them on some training. Some we I, I have like three training courses from a few different real estate you know uh, investors uh, that that navigate through the whole wholesale world, and um, we would have them complete three of them the whole week, mm -hmm. complete the three courses the whole week. Um, the second the second week I'd say. The second week would start, actually, no, the first week we do the training and comps. So I would literally give them a packet of 50 comps, 50 properties that I need to see how, you know, I need, I need you to analyze it. Mm -hmm. I got to know, I got to know what are we buying it for? How much, what is ARV? What is the rehab? What can I sell it for? Yeah. So it's literally just a checklist fit and 50 comps. I, and I'm, and I'm giving you the comps on Monday. I got to have them back on Friday. Mm -hmm. So, so that's, that's the first part. That's the first week. Second week is when we start making offers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, but what about the filtering process? Is there a filtering process? What do you mean? Like for them to sit down, like, because you, you got, I'm, I'm presuming you still have it on Indeed, Craigslist, wherever, yeah. right? So let's say I'm just a candidate and I go and apply on your ad. Oh, what's the filtering process with hiring? Yeah. The filtering process with hiring, Um, to be honest, I just got to, I just got to see, I got I got to feel a good vibe from you at mm -hmm. the, um, you know, I can't, I, it can't, I can't, how do I say it? I don't need people that, that have, that are jumping from job to job to mm -hmm. job to job every, you know, every year. That's automatically like a red flag to me. Yeah. Um, 
but um as far as filtering and really just i gotta hear you know i gotta i gotta see what you've been doing as far as real estate goes man i mean um uh majority i mean majority of the people that i work with right now they've i found them not through indeed and whatnot but mainly through like through they they just know me they just know me and you know word of mouth word of mouth Gotcha. Um, so I gotta, you know, we have to, I have to see that you at least been trying, have been trying to, you know, navigate through real estate and whatnot. And if I could help you, that's, that's, that's beautiful. Okay. So, so the so big thing now is more rigorous training up front. So yeah. they gotta go to the sales training, they gotta do comps. Right. And then they're making offers. Right. And in those two weeks, I have the option to, I have the option to what's it called? I mean, if, if, if it's not a good fit, I put it in the contract. Like yeah. we have the options to let you go, um, but usually people get people that work with me. They'll get they'll get a deal yeah. within the second week. Is Texas a right to work state? Hmm? Texas, you can fire anybody for any reason. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so we talked about the acquisition guys. Sure. Uh, well, actually, real quick before we transition, how much are you paying these guys? Is it ten percent plus ten percent commission? Are they still getting a base salary? No. So no base salary is ten no percent. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sure a question that a lot of guys are asking or wondering because you say you get too many leads and not enough acquisition guys. Right. What are you guys doing? You said cold callers. Where are you hiring your cold callers from? We're hiring our cold callers from Colombia. 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 We have a few in Colombia. We have a few in Nicaragua. Okay. So they um so they're full time on the phones from nine o'clock in the morning all the way to like eight o'clock at night. Okay. And what do you pay those guys? We pay them. Five bucks an hour. Five bucks an hour. Yeah. And how many of those do you have now? Right now we have we have eight. Eight. Okay. Eight. And you mentioned that you're outside of Houston or you're not limited to Houston anymore. Right. So what markets are you in? We are we're in we're in we're very we're scattered throughout like Texas. I literally just pulled a list in Texas and we've been doing deals all over. Yeah. But we did a deal in Temple last week. Another one in like um what is it? I'm a Rio. Uh, so we're like really not not blanketing, but anything multifamily, we're like looking at all over Texas because mm-hmm. I have buyers that are looking literally all over Texas. And I would probably and I would personally buy it. If yeah. it, even if it's you know, if it's in Texas, I mean, you know, low taxes, who doesn't want that? <laughs> so. Right. Um, so. So. But as far as like markets, I mean, we're in Temple, Texas. I'm a Rio. Um, uh, and um, we just recently moved into Ohio. What part of Ohio? Toledo. Toledo, Toledo, Ohio, and Cleveland. Gotcha. So, so now we're venturing, you know, a little bit out, outside. So one thing I hear all the time is how competitive Houston is. Yeah. So, but you're you seem to be happy over there. Yeah. So tell me about that. Why do you, do you think it's competitive? Uh, not really. I really don't. Um, I've heard I've heard it's competitive, but. I mean, the leads are still flowing in, so obviously somebody's interested in selling. I right. think the only difference with uh, with us is that our follow up, our you know, our follow up is, is is like relentless. And um, you know, since the majority of people in Houston talk Spanish, we go ahead and nurt and nurture them through different avenues, whether it be mail, whether it be SMS, whether it be RVM in Spanish. So we're literally putting them on follow up campaigns in their native language. Right. So that 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 uh that puts us in a position where, hey, they know they they know us. You know, we're we're blood, we're rasa. You know, <laughs> so, and I think that's really, I think that's probably the biggest difference. Um, gotcha. You know, the I think there's like thirty eight percent Hispanics in in Houston. 
38% of the population. Gotcha. And um, so we tailor our marketing around a Spanish, uh, how do I say, a Spanish little group of people. So that's, and that's been working for us. So, gotcha. you know. So what was the, so you, you, you scaled up, you had a bunch of cold calls, had a bunch of leads, had a bunch of acquisition guys. Right. But in January, you made a big decision or early part of this year, you made a big decision. Yeah. Like February. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So we, I ended up, you know, everybody, they, they did not work out after two months. I mean, people were coming in late. People weren't doing this and that. They weren't hitting, you know, their sales quota. We're looking for at least 100 phone calls a day. You know, I would get maybe 20, 30. And after consistently telling, so I had to let a lot, I had to let a lot of people go. What and, were they not um, doing? What was that? Like how, what, what were they responsible for? What were they actually doing? They were responsible for, you know, at least come into the morning meeting. That's one. Um, make at least a hundred phone calls. That's two. These people, they would make like 20, 30 phone calls, call it a day. Hey, and, and it's just, and it, and it was uh, everybody too. <laughs> that, that was the crazy part. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm wasting so much money. So what was that conversation like? Um, like, what do you say? Like, let's say, you know, you're Will and I'm working for you, right? And like, this is like the fifth day in a row I put in 20, 30 dials. What's that conversation like when Will comes in to have the talk? Hey, Steve. Um, please take a seat. You know, I see you've been trying, man, but uh, honestly, I've been, you know, we've been, I told you from the beginning, it's a hundred, we're, we're looking for at least a hundred phone calls a day. Um, I'd be doing, you'd be doing a disservice to yourself by just coming in here and making 20, 30 phone calls a day. Cause you know, that, that, that's not going to make any money. Yeah. And I, and, and it's not gonna, how do I say it? It's not, we're not going to be, I want you to make money. Cause I really do. I really do want these people to make money. Mm-hmm. And, um, 20, 30 calls a day is not really going to do anything. It's not, it's, it's literally a drop, a drop inside a, you know, it's not, it's, it's not a lot. So, so how did that conversation work at all? I would let them know, Hey, look, man, I can't, we can't, we can't work together anymore. I'm sorry. So, but you had this conversation like once, twice, five times, how many, like, how many times did you have this conversation with somebody? I've had this conversation a lot of times, but with each person, how many times are you having this conversation? Um, at least twice. Okay. Like if they, you know, I could understand a couple of days, maybe a day or so, two days, uh, you know, things, you know, you're not making as many calls, but when it goes on for weeks, that's when, you know, you gotta, you gotta step in a little bit and, um, yeah. So like maybe two times. Yeah. Well, and the reason why I bring this up, right. I mean, it's kind of, it is your personal pain. I apologize for laughing, but everyone needs to understand, like when you're scaling, it's just. It seems easy, like, oh, I just got to get a couple acquisition guys, yeah. this position guy, get this texting platform, this podio, <laughs> and boom, I have like this great business. For sure. Right? Like, that's the idea. That's yeah. the mindset going in. But really, it's pretty painful, and you're going to have big ups. You're going to have some big downs. Big downs, 100%. Right? But then you get back up again. Exactly. Right? Okay, so you were, you, you were doing good last year. You had a great year last year. Got your first lease, your first office. Yeah. Right? So you got your office, you're scaling. January is like, okay, pump the brakes. This is not going the way I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. So it was it, January, February. That's when things kind of took a left. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, before the year ended, we bought two properties uh, ourselves. You know, 
from our wholesale funds and you know one of them one of those properties i had this tenant in there that she was not leaving and then that's when this whole coronavirus thing happened and i'm stuck inside this property and i got a whole freaking team of people at the office they're not doing nothing and i'm like what the hell i'm like run i'm going through it but um but no we you know it's uh it's part of the business you go through ups and downs um yeah. you know you just i think i think what separates one is the ability to get back up and keep doing it again because yeah. i'm still trying to hire i'm still trying to stuff this office you know you know with a bunch you know i'm still, I'm still trying to work with a lot of people right now so, so let's talk about the resetting so you made a decision to reset so you let a bunch of people go yeah and then now you're 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 you're, you're trying a different path you're trying to do it again in a different way right so what are those conversations been like i mean obviously we talked about different onboarding strategies right is there anything else you're trying to tweak um in, in restarting your 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 yeah so i set i set the expectation i set more expectations you know i set targets um now now the targets are a lot more clear mm-hmm. uh unlike back then now the targets we're looking at you know we need at least two contracts a, uh, a week mm-hmm. per per acquisition agent yeah um that's something that i didn't have back then i was literally just trying to train people and hoping that they will come around but it doesn't work that way no it doesn't doesn't work that way at all yeah so now it's uh we're setting expectations um of what we're expecting and how this how how this would go if 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 you do work out and you you know you do you're a good fit for the team and how it would go if you're not a good fit for the team um yeah you know and um what else what else different i mean I think more tracking too, man. More tracking. I mean, we made a good amount of money last year and we were just blowing it. We were running through it, dude. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, we were running through it. And I think that's that right there didn't um that didn't help at all. Yeah. Um you got to look at your numbers. You got to look at, at your KPIs and um literally how much money you're spending and and uh how much how much you're getting in. I mean, cuz think about it in January like, dude, I didn't have I think um I think we probably spent we were probably in the negative like thirty thousand dollars yeah thirty thirty five thousand dollars in the negative in january you know and i and i don't mind sharing that at all i mean it's one of those things that i think um i think that could help your viewers a lot you can't just rush into this you know you gotta you gotta find good people you gotta find good people to work with and uh keep track of your numbers um and yeah man and so talking about you know the finances that's something that i've mentioned multiple times on the show I don't know if it ever really sticks is the, the finances is the most important thing, but it's the most overlooked thing. Yeah. So last year you made a lot of money and I'm guessing you've had this frustration cause I've had this frustration for over 10 years. Right. It's like, I'm making a lot of money. Where the hell is it? <laughs> right. Did you have that problem? Yeah. A hundred percent, man. So what did you do to fix that problem? Um, well first we, soon as soon after we let go, let go of these people like around February, we cut down to maybe two cold callers. Mm-hmm. Two cold callers. Let's see. Let's start from scratch. Let's do it all over again. Let's, um, yeah, just really keeping track of how many, how much does it cost to actually get a lead? How much does it cost? How many leads is it going to take for me to get a contract? So now we started paying more attention to that part, you know, the KPI part, which we weren't doing. We were literally yeah. just, because I was, I was still part of my acquisition team. I was still out there. I was still, like last year, I was still making deals. Yeah. I was still going out there, signing a contract. So, and I was selling it too. So they would move like fast. So it's one of those things you don't, you don't really pay attention to. Um, but 
that's not good um so, so you started tracking kpis started tracking kpis what are you using to track your kpis uh just a spreadsheet just a spreadsheet um and our crm or crm uh podio we use podio gotcha we have a built-in we have a built-in um app in there that tracks how much you know how much how much is is it costing for us to get this lead how many leads have we gotten off this marketing campaign? Mm-hmm. And then that's when I have a VA. She just transfer all, transfers all of that into a spreadsheet and just hands it to me. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And for anyone that's interested in that that Podio, what would that be? If someone wanted to check out that Podio built out, or you just had that personalized? Oh, no, that was personalized. Got I, got it. A, I got a custom made. All right. Okay. So um, owner Gilbert Real Estate wants to know, what are your plans if the market bottoms out? What is my plans if the market bottoms out? Um, probably just stay liquid. Um, you know, stay liquid. Buy, keep buying, buy, buy low assets, buy very cheap multifamily assets. That's what we're focusing on right now, big, bigly. Yeah. Uh, we're we're really just trying to, cause you know we, I mean, you, you saw what happened in March. That could happen. That, that could happen again. We never know. It could definitely happen again. Exactly. So now that thing, that really just got us paranoid. Mm-hmm. When it comes to that right there, uh, we never want that ha- to happen again. Uh, well, to be put in a position, you know, in a tough position, because I think we lo- lost like six, we lost like six deals that month. Did you? March, man. It was it was a nutcase. We yeah. lost like $80,000 worth of profits. So that's, it wasn't good. But uh, but yeah, I mean, staying liquid and uh, building a, a, a stronger rental portfolio. That way... Even if deals do fall through, we're still good. So let's talk about your portfolio because it's a couple times you mentioned that. What yeah. does your rental portfolio look like? We only have a few houses, and we're, and we're closing on like five units here in like the next week. Awesome. Um, not not too much, but you know, it's we're we're looking to just really turn this wholesale side into a multifamily only mm-hmm. only side. So you know, we're doing a lot of multifamily deals right now, and. Um, you know, uh, that's that's what it's looking like for the next, um, you know, for the next, you know, few, the next year or so. You know, we're just probably just going to keep wholesaling and um, buying these, taking down these assets. Awesome. Very so. cool. And then Justice Soto wants to know, are you pre-screening your leads before they get to your acquisition manager? Are we pre-screening our leads mm-hmm. before? Before they get to your acquisition manager. The cold caller does. Okay. Yeah. So how are they? qualifying them how, how are your cold callers qualifying them before they get to the ac- acquisition guys we literally just give them a script um you know we get we give them a script we we try to pull out some motivation if they do have some motivation and um they are in a they are in a tough position then it, then it translates into a lead mm-hmm. but if now if it's just somebody that's you know looking to hear an offer this is going to translate into a prospect within our crm yeah yeah so it's um we just yeah we just ask them a bunch of questions we have the cold callers just ask them a bunch of questions what are those questions you know how how long have you been trying to sell um how long have you owned this property and all of this falls down and we how do i say it all of these questions that i'm going to mention which is how long have you been trying to sell how long have you owned it um why aren't you fixing it up or renting it out um you know all of that translated to why are you interested in selling mm-hmm. that all falls into why are you interested in selling and all and if they could get through all of that they're gonna give us, you know, they're gonna give us, a, they're gonna give us a reason why they're interested in selling. And if not, then it's just gonna translate into a prospect. But we're still gonna make an offer on it. You know, okay. we're still gonna make an offer. What on kind of offers regardless. are you guys making? We're we're making cash offers, seller finance offers, and um, listing offers. Mm-hmm. 
So we're offering to list it. We're offering to buy it outright cash, and um, we're, uh, you know, to sell to sell it to us with owner financing. Got it. Yeah. And as far as the cash offers, what what are you guys offering? We're offering like forty percent, thirty percent of market value. How's and that going? It's it's actually working. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not not in Houston. Uh huh. Not in Houston. Yeah. In Surprisingly Houston? in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. And we're really? selling them like seventy percent of ARV. And they're wow. you know they're moving, awesome. Um, and I think you know now and now we're in a now we're in a place like damn we we gotta take these down ourselves. Yeah. So I mean, cause, cause shit, we're gonna we're getting them thirty forty cents on the dollar. Like we literally just picked up a house not too long ago for ten thousand bucks in Houston, a house, mm-hmm. a freaking house. Yeah. And it was cleared out. It was brand. It was it was free and clear. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna have a little title issues, but I think that's one of the main reasons that we're getting them probably low as hell. Why is a that? lot of them have title issues, mm-hmm. but we're able to navigate them so easily because we've been, we, we've been through a lot. You know, we've we've uh, we know about the affidavits of airships. We know what what has to go. You know, we know what has to be on that death certificate or on this birth certificate and how that relates to this other thing and this other thing. So, you know, I think um, I think that's where we provide a lot of a lot more value to our, you know, to our sellers. You know, we're able to figure out that problem like very quickly. And, gotcha. uh, we work with some good lawyers that could help us out. So, cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Get. Uh, let's see what else is there. Um, Danny says you've helped so much on Twitter. So a shout out from H Town. Uh, Edwin <laughs> wants to know multifamily. Uh, you're buying multifamily in what markets? We're buying multifamily in Ohio and Texas. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and then Justice has another question. If you're to go back when you close your first deal, and let's pretend you got a 10K assignment fee, what would you spend your money on? Education, marketing, or hiring? Education, for sure. That okay. that should have been like my first thing. That should that that's that should have been like the first thing I I did when I touched good money, man. Yeah. You know, imagine if I would have spent that money that that I you know that I gave Carlos and Sal last year. If I imagine what I, if I would have spent in the 2017, 2018, I'd be a freaking billionaire right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so <laughs> I think, uh, and you know, it's not a, is it, you know, they're with the education part, they're gonna teach you a lot of stuff, but I think it's just spending that type of money. Mm-hmm. Spending that type of money triggers something in your brain yeah. where, like, well, in my in my case. Where I gotta produce now. I just spent. I just spent a lot of money, and um, and yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I would definitely do that first. Awesome for sure. Very cool. And uh, I say the same thing. Uh, definitely get education for sure. Uh, so Kendall wants to know how many leads per week are you bringing in per acquisition manager? How many leads a week am I bringing in per acquisition? So yeah. I would just let me see. I think. Um, I think right now we're at like 180, maybe 180 leads or something like that. Per, um, per acquisition manager? No. So per acquisition managers, maybe like like 50, 40 new ones. Okay. Um, But yeah, like 40, 50 new, new, new leads per agent a week or something like that. Because we're now, now we're like, we're, we're filtering down the, the cold, the calls, the, the, the cold callers, you know, mm-hmm. we're. We're asking more questions and we're getting more, you know, we're not just getting people that are raising their hands. Well, yeah. we still are getting people that are just raise their hands, but for the leads, leads, like maybe like 40, 50 a week. But we have a whole bunch of others that are just prospects. Yeah. So in total, I'm thinking like 300 a week. 
300 gotcha. people that are interested in selling a week but leads leads yeah very is it's uh, like 150 or something like that gotcha and another thing we were talking about is you know you went through this reciting phase you had a great year last year it went through a reciting phase and then last month you did 175,000 right so that doesn't sound like reciting uh well it, 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 to be honest it, it it's not resetting i would say it's just literally just punching at the bag yeah punching at it and doing the same exact stuff but but we we just literally switched over our 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 onboarding process and i think that really yeah. that really um but you just kept moving forward you, you had to switch a few things yeah but you're well, we you're, just keep we just pedal to the metal man you yeah know? um and really switch up how we're how we're onboarding people uh that way we're not you know that way we're not freaking down thirty thousand dollars for the month and whatnot yeah. and we're actually making some type of money so uh yeah i mean um yeah that's pretty much uh so much talking about losing 30k in a month what is your monthly overhead right now our monthly overhead is like is not much at all i'm thinking it's like with my with my transaction coordinator salary I'm thinking like around fifteen thousand, sixteen thousand dollars a month. Okay. Yeah. So the reason why you had that big overhead is because everybody was on payroll. <laughs> yeah. All your salespeople were on payroll. Yeah. The yeah. salespeople were were on was on payroll, and um, I just let the cold callers just go loose. I mean, I didn't have no quality assurance there. I didn't. I wasn't mm -hmm. tracking the um, the calls. They would just be sent. You know, they were just everywhere, um, and that that drove our price per lead up like way high. Yeah, I think we were at like forty dollars a lead for yeah. cold callers, and now I mean now is not too much. Now it's like fifteen, sixteen. So uh, Gregory Ballard wants to know who does he contact if he wants to JV with you. Uh, you could contact me. Um, How? Will uh, my email is Wilney W I L L N Y at equityoftexas.com. dot com. And Moises Gonzalez wants to know what is your favorite book. My favorite book is. Probably, in over like my favorite book ever. I mean, yeah, the science of being great, the science of being great by Wallace D. Waddle. Let's talk about it. what's so great about that book. Well, he he really puts it in. Uh, how do I say? It? It's a tough one to actually. Um, he, he there's a science to being great, mm -hmm. to being you know to doing to doing great things, and. Um, and he literally explains the science. I, I I honestly can't really go over the whole thing. He has like a lot of chapters, man. But uh, but I I do suggest it though. The science of being great. Yeah, it's just something I can't really. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. And Damien Nunez wants to know what program are you are you using to get leads and prospects? What program are you using to get leads? Yeah. And prospects. I mean, what, what's your lead gen looking like today? Lead gen. Okay. We're looking. We're buying lists. We're buying lists from Adam Data List Source. Real acquisitions, Rebo Gateway, Citricado, and um, we are spending. You know, we're doing the cold callers, eight cold callers full time. Um, so that's bringing in those leads. Then we have, then we do a little bit of SMS mm -hmm. and RVMs, and we use Roar for that. Gotcha. Yeah. And how many calls a day are your callers making? So Alex wants to know. Three hundred calls a day. Three hundred. That's the cold callers. Or cold that's, callers. Okay. Yeah. What about the in-house guys? A hundred. Hundred. Cool. Your phone calls. Uh, so, right now, what would you say is your biggest struggle? My biggest struggle is probably, probably 
growing a sales team. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I still think I still even though, you know, I still I still feel like, you know, I could progress. I still feel like we could do better. Um, and as far as when it comes to finding people. Um, so that's pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much it right there, man. Just actually finding more great people. That's yeah. uh, that's that's a that's a big struggle right there. You know, and what are you doing to fix it? Now we are literally just targeting a bunch of we're 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 not doing too much of Indeed and Craigslist and Career Builder none of that no 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 we're not probably not doing that a lot of that we're really just relying based off word of mouth gotcha and um, Twitter you know I gotta yeah I mean I've hired a lot of people off Twitter so let's talk about Twitter you yeah. got a big following on Twitter yeah how'd you how'd you come about getting a big following on Twitter man I've been I've been talking about real estate on Twitter for like six years. Yeah. And I've had my Twitter for like 10. So I've been talking about it for like six years and, pe- and you know, just sharing my journey. And, you know, people just, people like it. I, uh, and uh, and now we're, I think we have like 18, you know, I think I have like 17, 18,000 followers. And um, I share a lot of threads on there too. Like how to actually get a deal with like 500, 600 bucks. You know, because you could definitely get a deal for 500, 600 bucks if, you know, if you're doing what, um, you know. Um, if you if you're implementing the proper marketing strategies, and um, it's cool, I've uh, I started this wholesale course on there, yeah, and um, you know we've we felt a lot, I felt a lot of people get deals uh, uh, through that through Twitter. You know, I had one guy that called me. You know, he booked a consultation with me, bought the course and whatnot, and uh, within 150 phone calls, he got a deal. That's a hundred eight thousand dollars wholesale deal. Yeah, within 150 phone calls. Yeah, not even 150 offers. It's 150 calls, and um, you know that type of stuff, man. It's 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 a good feeling. It's a good feeling to be it's able. It's a to, great feeling. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're. I, I think you're the only person I know that's actually having any kind of uh, success <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's a few others out there, but yeah. And then uh, let's see, uh, Bearcat Ecubai uh, wants to know what's the best way to get into probate. What's the best way to get into probate? Mm-hmm. I would skip trace them. I'd probably skip trace them um, and literally send them a mail. And you, I think you want to also, how do I say it? There's a grantor and a, there's a, the probate applicant. You want to skip trace their, their name as well. Mm-hmm. So you want to skip trace the person that died and the person that's the applicant. And I use real acquisition. So that's, uh, I, that's, that's what I do to find those people. We just skip trace them and. We send them a massive text blast, or we just call them. Gotcha. You know? uh, Olivia Pearson has two questions. I'm going to try to boil this down to one. What do you, you What do you wish you knew when you when you were brand new, when you first started? That it's a numbers game. Just because you lock up 20 contracts doesn't mean you're going to close 20 deals. <laughs> you can lock up truth. 100. Ain't you're not going to close 100 though. <laughs> and that's one of the things that, um, man, because I would get like so dis- I I'd get so stressed out. When I when I first started, mm-hmm. because I would get these, I think I fell on, I fell off, uh, I fell out of like maybe ten contracts before closing on my first deal, mm-hmm. and that like had me like you know very depressed and very lonely, and I didn't want to talk to nobody and whatnot because of it's not happening right, mm-hmm. man. And I got this frustration, like damn it, I need to, I needed, I need to make it happen, and. Um, so yeah, but if I would have known that it's a numbers game that you got to push out, you got to go out there and push out maybe a hundred offers to get a deal, mm-hmm. or not even not not a hundred, but you know, you, a, you lot. Get the point. You a, lot, a lot, a lot, a um, lot. You got to put out a large amount of 
you got to take a lot of action. And um, that's probably something that I wish I would have known from the beginning, that it's really a numbers game. And um, and that if you're not marketing, I don't really think you're not really you're not really running a business. It's more like a hobby. Yeah. So I've never talked about this before, but I remember like uh, when I was, you know, brand brand new and I wrote a contract uh, for this other uh, wholesalers. I didn't even know they were wholesalers, right? I was just someone I met at Aria. Right. And wrote an offer for them and got their offer accepted. Wow. You know, like 50, 60% of market value. I was stoked. Right. And then I go turn in the paperwork to my broker. He's like, it's a short sale. I was like, yeah. So he's like, that means this offer doesn't mean anything until the bank approves it. So, like, you know, because I was oh, writing, I, I think I was writing at that point like 50 offers a day. Wow. You know? Holy shit. And so, uh, uh, you know, you know, cutting your teeth, right? Getting started. Right, right. And I was like, oh man, finally got one of these accepted. And like, yeah, that's a waste of time. It wasn't even worth the paper that we printed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah. it's I, I can relate a lot, man. I, we, we, I fell out of contract a lot of times just to, you yeah. know, get one. And I think it'll, you know, for any anybody that's brand new, man, um, you should really focus on putting, talking to more people, putting more offers out, and literally tracking it, tracking it, and to see what is. What is your closing ratio? How many offers is it going to take you to get a deal? Yeah. That's when you start. That's when you can start, you know, actually uh, moving into scaling um, yeah. that part right there. So that's a good Once you know your ratios. Exactly. Uh, yes, do you have separate junior acquisitions or is it just straight acquisition, guys? I tried that. I tried. I, and <laughs> I tried that Jan- <laughs> January, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. I, no, it's, it, it didn't work out. Um, no, everybody that we that we're looking to hire is straight we're going straight to acquisitions yeah. um yeah uh t sanders wants to know when you first got started how did you market yourself craigslist uh i would do zillow um i would do band designs that's and facebook that's pretty much it yeah but yeah very cool so that's all the questions what what is your why i mean you're a young guy what why keep pushing? I mean, you're, you're you're making good money, right? Like, yeah. being in your young twenties, you don't really need that much money. Right, right. What is your why? Um, my why is probably to have enough freedom to enjoy my family. You know, mm-hmm. I freedom has always been a big thing for me. Like, you know, because I've been working, I've been working. Um, you know a job since i was like 14 i got my first yeah. job at 14 and um and i've never i i would have money but i wouldn't have any time mm-hmm. so that's so literally buying back my time back buying back my freedom and um and really you know to enjoy my family you know that's it's a it's big for me family's huge gotcha gotcha so. all right um so i want you to think about a message you want to leave the listeners with i'll make a couple quick announcement guys if you like this today, please, you know, comment, subscribe, share, uh, comment, like, so on. It really helps us a lot. It helps us with the algorithms so we can get this message out to further people. Again, text CLOSER to 33777 if you want to check out our sales training program that we uh, created. And then next week, there's no uh, 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 podcast next week. I'm going to be a collective genius uh, hanging out with some of the top wholesalers in the country. And then the week after that, we got Tucker Maryhew coming in from Portland in two weeks. Hopefully, the he, he can fly out safely. I think that city's on fire right, right now. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, so, what are your last thoughts? My last thoughts. Um, I really think that everybody should, um, you know, 
if you're gonna do if if you're gonna dive into this wholesaling side i would i would double down on it and literally not let up until until you get it you know i see a lot of people they first they're thinking about wholesale deals then they're thinking about you know doing this owner finance deal over here and then with a subject tool over there uh if you're a new newer person i would suggest strictly focus on wholesaling your first deal so you know you know exactly what a deal is um that way when it's your turn turn to buy a deal for yourself you know that it's a wholesale deal you know that it's a good one mm-hmm. um and you know the the man that chases two rabbits catches none yeah so um so and that goes that that goes that goes for real estate too and and dipping and dabbing into different you know niche niches as a newbie so yeah i would stick i would stick to one thing so awesome love it yes sir and if someone wanted to get a hold of you again how would they get a hold of you you could um you could hit you could follow me on twitter i'm very active on twitter uh wilney gafaro w-i-l-l-n-y uh gifaro should be on here and um and yeah you could just hit me up through there and um, i'm active on facebook too so awesome very cool all right thank you guys for watching thank Uh you appreciate it man thank you Yeah, see we real estate disruptors Can't nobody touch us And yeah, we about to give you game Shout out to Steve Train Real estate disruptors They cannot touch us And yeah, we about to give you game Shout out to Steve Train Jump on the Steve Train We about to give you game R.E.I.'s flowing through my veins And you don't have to look no further See right here, you gon' learn everything